Welcome back to Colombo with Katie on 1019 News Talk STL, talking about the excitement of starting a new year and this election year, which not only is going to be, uh, not only do we have the presidential election, we have major local elections that are going to take up uh, a good chunk of the uh, conversation here going forward. We, of course, have uh, the governor's race in Missouri. We have the congressional race in St. Louis between Wesley Bell and Cory Bush. We have uh, an Illinois congressional race that that is shaping up to be um, a bit uh, dramatic mm-hmm. between uh, uh, Darren Bailey and Mike Bost, a little Republican on Republican crime there. Um so yeah, there's lots of there's lieutenant there's the lieutenant governor race there's you know there's there's plenty of plenty of really huge elections coming our way locally to go along with the presidential election. So 2024 is going to be nuts, and we are going to have it covered top to bottom for you here at News Talk STL. We brought you special coverage last year in 2023 of debates and things like that, and expect a lot more of that uh, uh, if we need to you know if there's there's election nights happening you know super tuesday other big primary election nights you know we'll be here for you um with special coverage of all of the election news and everything else on the radio but also everywhere else digitally on all of our social media platforms uh, of course, on our podcasts. So we've got you covered top to bottom when it comes to everything happening in this uh, this upcoming 2024. And it starts tomorrow with a special broadcast of the Tim Jones and Chris Arp show live from the Missouri Capitol in Jeff City. In fact, uh, they're going to take over an hour earlier than usual. So uh, at this time tomorrow. We'll be kicking off the Tim Jones and Chris Arps live broadcast from opening day of the Missouri legislative session. This is something that uh, we've done since the beginning here at News Talk STL. A long-running tradition for us and as long as our traditions get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we know from years past that not only do they have a a, a star-studded show already booked Mm -hmm. but just being in the building being in that hallway on a day like tomorrow at the beginning of the session there's people big names in missouri politics walking up and down the halls and you never know who's just going to stop by or they're going to be able to grab and put on the air so it's always an exciting show Mm -hmm. so colombo and katie will be uh preempted at three o'clock tomorrow so uh we'll be here with you tomorrow just for the two o'clock hour and then tim jones to take Tim Jones and Chris Harps take over from three to six with a special broadcast from Jeff City as uh, we kick off the Missouri legislative session. And tomorrow in that two o'clock hour at about two twenty tomorrow afternoon, I'll help set the stage when we talk to Rodney Boyd, who we always talk to on Wednesdays, but Mm -hmm. perfect. Oh, my God. The the perfect day to have Rodney on, the insider's insider of local news and politics. He will join uh, Katie and I tomorrow at about 2.20. So make sure you are here for that. And then, of course, sticking around for the live broadcast uh, from Jeff City of the Tim Jones and Chris Arps show. Um, Fox News announced today, speaking of 2024 and the elections, Fox News announced today that they will host a town hall with Donald Trump from Iowa on January 10th. 
So that is next Wednesday. Goodness. It's five days mm-hmm. before the Iowa caucus. I think this is a big deal. Special report chief political anchor Brett Baer and uh, Martha McCollum will co-moderate the event in Des Moines, Iowa, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. So at 8 o'clock our time next Wednesday. Special town hall will be held uh, days before the critical Iowa caucuses and will focus on the leading issues facing voters in the Hawkeye State and across the nation. So <clears throat> we've, um, you know, we've we've talked about we've debated the debate. We've debated whether or not Donald Trump should have been at the debates. And he's picked up some praise and some criticism, uh, if, you know, from various sides for not being a part of the nationally televised debates. Uh, but. Here he is with his very own town hall, national town hall on Fox News five days before the Iowa caucus. I can't imagine that doing anything but good for the former president's I totally agree. In Iowa. I think I saw I read a report. It was probably on Newsmax of Ron DeSantis making like a last ditch effort to just like try to win Iowa try to do the best that he can to gain some of that momentum that he's lost this entire time. But it it's so eye-opening that we're talking about these two people that there were such high hopes for this being, you know, a neck and neck kind of deal and and race between these two specific people and now we're at I mean the begin is still the beginning of 2024 and high uh, campaign but, season but almost the really almost the end of of gaining almost out of time almost the end of gains yeah and you look at Donald Trump who is gearing up to do one of these interviews by the way I cannot believe he's doing it with Fox News good for him but I'm sure that there's going to be some comments from Trump about Fox News um and we're looking at that saying there's nothing but momentum that he's going to get from doing something like that right before Iowa. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis is unfortunately, I think, begging and pleading for this last-ditch effort to go to Iowa and run like this last campaign hurrah. Yeah. And I can't believe that that stark difference is what's happening right now. Well, and what people will be reminded of when we get to the Iowa caucus is just how because it's actual votes it's no longer a poll it's no longer speculation Mm -hmm. and this is why some people the people that think that um, that Iowa shouldn't get to go first every single time that it's too much power I, I understand that argument because once Iowa happens and then New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada which is early when when those first few states go, even though it's really only two or three states, mm-hmm. it doesn't speak for the whole country. It sure feels like it. It does. Because it's real votes. So Ron DeSantis may be running second in most national polls, a distant second. He may still, in most national polls, be holding on to second. With, with Nikki Haley, definitely have closed that gap and, and in some polls even have, has taken over as second place. And he may be, Ron DeSantis may be running second in a lot of, in, in the majority of state polls across the country, but he's not in the early states. So he is running second in Iowa, again, a distant uh, second. But so, for example, I'm looking at the real clear politics average right now. 
in Iowa. Trump has 51.3 of the Real Clear Politics average, which is, by the way, an average of all the most recent big polls. So it's it's a conglomeration of all of the big polls. DeSantis is in second at 18.6, and Nikki Haley is in third at 16.1. Now, after that, you go to New Hampshire, which has Trump at 46.3, Nikki Haley at 24.8, Chris Christie at 10.5, and and then Ron DeSantis at 9.5. So he's fourth in New Hampshire. That's got a sting. He's also third. He's also behind Nikki Haley. In South Carolina, obviously that's her state, although Trump still has a huge lead. So even if he is, even if he is running second in most of the country, he's not in the, in the first few, besides Iowa, in the first few primary yes. states. Yeah. So it'll look even worse for him. And we know. Unless he does some, unless he pulls off some kind of miracle in Iowa. Totally. It'll look even worse for him, his case, moving forward, if he doesn't even finish second in two of the three first contests. And that can shake even the most ardent voter yes, or fan. absolutely. The perception, yeah. persuasion can. Momentum. Can, momentum. That can affect and it does it does affect the rest of the way that you vote because if you feel like well he's not even second he's third mm-hmm. it's like well what's the point then well i mean it's sad but it's true so Donald Trump so Fox News announced today this big town hall on yeah. January 10th in Iowa just 5 days before the Iowa caucus which again i can't imagine doing anything but boosting him in that state um he also got an endorsement today this morning House Majority Leader Steve Scalise officially endorsed Trump for president, hmm. saying in a statement, quote, when Donald Trump was president, American workers and families were thriving. So I always say that I don't think that endorsements carry the weight that some people mm-hmm. think that they do. And I definitely agree with that. What I find interesting about this, though, is that it comes from leadership. Yeah. Steve Scalise holds a is one of the top members in Republican Party leadership in overall and obviously in in the House. And so for him to endorse kind of also comes along with a little bit of uh, assumption that there's that that's leadership endorsed. And I think that's a bigger deal than yeah. just Steve Scalise as an individual to think, well, is this the Republican Party now sort of officially or unofficially. Yeah, did they ask know, did they ask Steve support. to be like Yeah. Exactly. Can you so I feel like it? that has a bigger mm. that has more impact than your typical endorsement not because it's Steve Scalise, but it's because it's from somebody who has such a high leadership position in the yeah. Republican Party. Yeah, that that like, does I feel like you sense. I feel like he wouldn't do that without having a conversation with somebody. Yeah, that doesn't like, mean that everybody in leadership supports no. him, but I'm saying I, I, I doubt he just did that without talking to some people. And I also think that uh, the the greater point is that, yeah, it's leadership. That's it does seem like he's speaking possibly on behalf. But I also look at Steve Scalise and I see him as a very likable person in the Republican Party that isn't you don't 
associate Steve Scalise with just MAGA country, like MAGA, 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 although I think he's definitely had agreements with Donald Trump and I think he's always supported him. Mm -hmm. But he is someone that is a likable person and even though he didn't win the speakership and that lasted like a day for him to be the nominee, I think it is telling that someone in the Republican Party that does have a lot of favor within the party from both of these factions is like, Trump's our guy. Trump, I think Trump can make it. And I, I like I like that aspect. It might show a little bit of unity within the party. Um, we'll talk a lot about this tomorrow. Again, um, uh, tomorrow will be, Colombo and Cade will be on at 2 o'clock, but only for an hour instead of until 3.45 leading into the O'Reilly Report and then the Tim Jones and Chris Arp show. Tim and Chris are actually taking over tomorrow at 3 o'clock because they will be broadcasting live from Jeff City for the beginning of the Missouri legislative session. So we're going to dive into a lot of these local issues tomorrow. Uh, I did want to, though, quickly sort of uh, report this. Uh, this is coming from the uh, KMOV Channel 4 website. Uh, they have a new uh, report out that, according to the latest statistics from the St. Louis Police Department, there were 158 homicides in the city of St. Louis in 2023, which is 20% down. I, I saw. That is a massive Huge. decrease. Shootings were also down in 2023. The final data for the year on a, on aggravated assaults with a firearm aren't available yet, but comparing the data from November shows there were uh, 1,702 shootings compared to um, over 2,000 shootings at the same time last year. The chief of police said it's a multi-pronged approach uh, that uh, mm. police are taking that is responsible for showing the decrease. I'll tell you, as somebody who, until just a few weeks ago, worked every single day for the last 26 years in downtown St. Louis, I wouldn't have guessed that these numbers would be down as dramatically as they are. Not I'm, I'm glad that they are. I overall kind of fooled me. Overall crime. I'd like the numbers I'd like to see um, because I feel like those won't be as um, positive as this report. But, hey, let's take it where we can get it. Again, according to the latest statistics from the St. Louis police, there's about a 20 percent decrease in homicides in 2023 as opposed to 2022. I wonder if let's go. I wonder if in 2022 there was still <laughs> living off of. That summer of love rioting. I know no, that happened in 2021. I don't think so. I think like it had gone. Up, I think it had been going up, up, up every year. So for this to go down like this is pretty impressive. Is pretty right. Crazy. But that's what. So I, I think, yeah, there's been an increase. But I'm wondering if this. So you, you don't think that summer of love in 2021 had any any like lasting impact in 2022? Uh, no, I don't think so. It just I don't think so. that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think. Well, just, I mean, I'm glad for us. It's just that's just. It's still not good enough. If you want to be, if you want to be all the way pessimistic, you could also say that there's just a whole lot less people in the city of St. Louis. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the opportunity is, for crime is just not as high as it was. But let's right. let's let's give credit where credit is due. If there if if these numbers are are true, um, and shootings are down and homicides are down, then let's take a win in the city of St. Louis where we can get one. Because we'll we take it. We don't get them very often now. There's a lot more to the story and a lot more data yeah. to come that will give us a full picture of where we're at in the city. 
But again, let's let's take a win when we can get one. And I, for once, a very positive uh, headline when it comes to crime and the city of St. Louis. And again, we'll dive deeper into everything surrounding uh, the area, the city of St. Louis, and uh, all around uh, our metro area tomorrow when Tim and Chris are live from Jeff City for the beginning of the Missouri legislative session and when we talk to Rodney Boyd tomorrow on Colombo and Katie at about 2.20. Dave Chappelle is going viral for trans jokes again. I watched the special. I am so mad at myself because I forgot. I Last week, I was telling myself how much I was looking forward to, you know, like, hey, don't forget Dave Chappelle's new special drops on New Year's Eve. Make sure you watch it. And then I forgot. And then today I'm reading this article. Oh, and the spoilers. And I read one of the jokes, which is so good. Oh, gosh, that stinks. (laughs) It's a good special. So, uh, well, I want to get your thoughts on the special overall. And we'll tell you why Dave Chappelle is once again causing waves with the trans community for something that he said, or maybe a couple things that he said in his brand new Netflix special, which was just released on December 31st. We'll talk about that next on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Stream Colombo and Katie at NewstalkSTL.com. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. We'll talk more about this uh, in the coming days and weeks, especially when we have Mark Close and Skip Weber from Weber Chevrolet with us. But also want to remind you, now that we are in January, we have our big show right around the corner. Uh, Katie and I have a band. Mark Close has a band. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skip Weber is a big supporter of the local music scene. And we have all come together to put on a big show happening January 27th out at Westport Playhouse. What an awesome venue. Um, And tickets for that show are on sale right now. So it's Katie's band, which is Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine, and Mark Close's band from KC95, Close's Quarters. Also, Lenny Mink. Uh, the owner of Westport Playhouse, he has a great band. They're going to be part of the show as well. It's all brought to you by Weber Chevrolet, and you can go to westportplay.com right now, and you can buy tickets to that show. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check it out. And all of the proceeds go to Thrive, the women's uh, clinic, and which does great work here in the St. Louis area. And all ticket proceeds go to Thrive. So... Come out and join us. It's going to be a blast. So fun. Not only is it our band, Mark's band, and Skip, which is already, you know, just so much fun. We also have some some other celebrity guests and surprises and fun things in store for you that night. So, again, January 27th, mm-hmm. Westport Playhouse. Tickets available now on the Westport Playhouse website. Go and get them. Uh, I think it's $15 a ticket. And, again, all of the money goes to Thrive. So, go and check it out. We will see you out there. Looking forward to it. All right, you said you did see the Chappelle special? I did. Okay. I did. Was it 
Was it good, bad? Uh, phenomenal. It was phenomenal. He's I, the greatest. He is so wonderful. And I think he's definitely the greatest comedian in the world right now, right? Yeah. I would say he is. There's nobody that can beat Chappelle, and everybody would like to be Chappelle. Like, and I think he's, he's closing in. I think he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. He stand up comedians. He is definitely what other, if you hear other comedians in their specials right now, they all talk about Dave Chappelle in one way or another mm-hmm. during their stand up, just being like, that is the guy. He yeah. is the guy. But he, it, this was an incredible special. There's some people that think that it was his best special yet. Ugh. And I'm like, wow. But I'm so mad. Good storyteller. I didn't really good storyteller. I'm going to watch it tonight. You have to. I'm going to. Don't let everybody else. I really meant to watch it over the weekend and I just forgot. I am so bad at at remember if it's not work related, if it's not the news. Yeah. I'm so bad at at keeping up with the world. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) If it's the news, I'm all over it. it. I, I can't help it. By default, I'm 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 watching too much news. Um, but when it comes to everything else in the world, I, uh, for whatever reason, I have a, I, I just have a hard time remembering anything. I have no idea where we're at in the football season right now. The other day I asked somebody if it was the playoffs and they looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> They're like, there's like four uh-huh. weeks left. This was like over Christmas. It was bad. Uh, anyway, he is Dave Chappelle is going viral and creating some controversy, some controversy and also garnering a whole lot of support, depending on what side you're on. Uh, he did not shy away from transgender jokes in his new Netflix special after the backlash to his jokes about gender identity from his 2021 uh, special and the dreamer, which debuted on December 31st on Netflix. Chappelle addressed the previous controversy while doubling down on his opinions about the transgender community. Here's one joke that I will spoil because it was spoiled for me and it goes right along with this story, but it makes me only want to watch this special even more. As you said, great storyteller. Great storyteller. So it's a collection of, a lot of this special is just a collection of of stories from his life. And one story in the special that's gone viral on social media Chappelle recounts when he visited Jim Carrey on the set of his 1999 movie, The Man on the Moon. Carrey employed a method approach to portraying real-life comedian Andy Kaufman. By the way, I've heard a lot of other stories about Jim Jim Carrey Carrey. and specifically being Andy Kaufman for Man on the Moon. Mm -hmm. Um, Professional wrestler Jerry Lawler, who very famously had a... um, David Letterman moment with Andy Kaufman when Andy Kaufman was going through this wrestling girls thing Mm -hmm. and Jerry Lawler slapped Andy Kaufman on the David Letterman show back when this was happening in the early 80s. So Jerry Lawler was again was in this movie because he played such a big and he has an incredible story about just how Jim Carrey never the entire time they were filming the movie. He was never Jim Carrey. He was always Andy Kaufman. Kind of bizarre. He was always Method acting. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was always in character. He There was no Jim Carrey for the months that it took to... He lived his life as Andy Kaufman. Weird. So, I know that that's true from other stories I've heard, and that's exactly what Chappelle's talking about. And he says that he had a chance to meet Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon, and he remained in character, and Chappelle... <laughs> 
Uh, Chappelle says that he was told by the crew to address Jim Carrey as Andy when he met him. And he says, quote, I wanted to meet Jim Carrey and I had to pretend this person was Andy Kaufman all afternoon and he was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see he was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say that's how trans people make me feel. <laughs> I'm looking like, at you and I can see you're a man. Yes. You're clearly a man, yes. but you're telling everybody's telling me to tell call you a, a woman. It was so that yeah. The setup. I tell you all that to say that's how trans people make me feel. The setup. Whenever you're listening to this, because it, he does begin that joke with how much he loves Jim Carrey, and so you're thinking it's going to be something about actors mm-hmm. or about method acting and getting in the zone and everything, and it just he made that and everyone was like, uh, oh, was there a lot more of the special? That addressed the the trans controversy that he was in. It, there is that aspect of it, yes. So that so he goes to it multiple times, or he, just do it all kind of at once. It, he does. He goes to it multiple times, yeah. and I will say, and this is not a spoiler. This is just Dave Chappelle in his own life. There, he is not backing down from anything, mm-hmm. and so I think what really was a surprising aspect of this special, and maybe so many other specials that you're seeing on Netflix now, is that for a long time after the the first Chappelle comments were made with the trans stuff, people were trying to pressure Netflix to cancel Dave Chappelle, take all of his stuff off, and then anything related to trans, LGBTQ criticism, anything like that, there was that huge push, if you remember, for Netflix to just wipe all mm-hmm. of the stand-up comedy mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. Now, Netflix has gone on the other side of that because they saw how many people were so mad at that, at that possibility happening and how much money would have been lost. So... It's like Netflix, all of these controversial, let's say, because every comedian is pretty much controversial. Their That's why they're is, funny. Yes. Which is why they're funny. Hello. is so successful. And this, this, this is yeah. very controversial, well, but very successful. The woke cancel culture was, was extremely dangerous to the future of comedy yeah because comedians they're supposed to be exaggerative they're supposed to point out the differences in people and you know chris rock has great bits about black people and white people and the way that black people behave and the way that white people Mm -hmm. behave and cedric the entertainer has bits like that and dave Chappelle has bits like i mean some like great comedy is based on controversial social issues. And if you're not allowed to talk about that, yeah. that's why looking back... Everybody now, was target. Now we're on, like you, what you just mm-hmm. described, with Netflix and everybody doubling down on like supporting. But two years ago, two and three years ago, oh my during, gosh. during the, uh, like the height of the, of the cancel culture movement, it was not a sure thing that they were going to back Dave Chappelle. No. It would have been very... Yes. For, it would have been very normal at the time mm-hmm. for Netflix to ban the special or kick him off. Now, they didn't, obviously. And in hindsight, again, hindsight 2020, they obviously made the right choice. But at the time, had they have done that? Because here's the thing. We may have all, 
and you know, we may all now be able to agree, or at least the majority be able to agree that we took it too far. Cancel culture went too far. While things like the Me Too movement were, were born out of very important, righteous, correct things and did bring some very bad people to justice, it then... It then got to the crazy yes, level did, as where always. people were just looking to cancel people. As they were always, you know, looking for a reason. It was believe cancel. all women. But the thing is, is like once you were canceled, you're still canceled. So even though we've all made the decision that we went too far, yeah. if you would have been canceled back then, you don't get like a pass saying, OK, you're back. No. So surviving that period of time was a big deal. Yeah. And Chappelle did that. And he did it. And in a big way. And this special, full force again, full force, and not really political. Not a very, very, yeah. like, political. He's not in, a super political dude. Like, I mean, this for the, this is, I mean, yeah. because it's been turned into such a political issue, but he's not the kind of guy who goes up and tells jokes about Republicans and Democrats. It was not like He's that. never been that guy. It was very, very refreshing. I had a lot he of He will laughs. take on social issues. That's and he will was. take on social issues from his own perspective. Mm-hmm. He doesn't toe the line. I mean, he was... I think it was that same 2021 special. He was vicious with Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that was, again, at a time before everybody had really, you know, there were still That's where people. Juicy Smollett came Juicy from. Juicy Smollett came from. Yeah, that was when some people were still trying to give Jesse the benefit, <laughs> the benefit of, the of the doubt. doubt. Oh, God. Before it was all people. the way, before people. I mean, it was so obvious, but there were still people that just yeah. didn't want to admit it. Yeah. And. Chappelle was one of the first was like, people that like just really just <laughs> blasted him. It was good. Gosh, that was good. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. Juicy. The hero of the world getting mugged by <laughs> Chicago. Trump supporter, white supremacist at three in the morning in downtown Chicago. Uh, all right. Colombo and Katie back tomorrow at two o'clock. In the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you never miss anything that happens here on the show. And keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next, followed by the Tim Jones and Chris Harp Show at four, and then Larry Connors USA at six. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. Tomorrow.